I will never write a single line which I have not first felt in my own heart. He'll teach you everything! Truer words were never spoken. All right. Language and writing were made available. I'm writing this down. This is good stuff. Hey, look over there. It's you. It's me. I'm John. This is John Helps You Write Better. And we should uh, write better, I guess. Here we go. Today I want to talk about one of the most common problems with writing. Period. All writing. All genre. All authors. Everywhere. Especially newer authors. Especially with big giant manuscripts where they're just trying to do a lot. Whether that's your first book or your tenth book or anything in between. This happens a lot. And it's fixable, but nobody really likes the fix, so it doesn't really happen very often, but it's a problem worth talking about all the same. In order to do this and and explain this effectively, I need to make an example. I'm going to use an example that's really, really simple, and I'm going to stretch it a little bit so that you can see what I'm talking about, but it's, it's worth talking about. We're going to use Dick and Jane. And we're going to use Dick and Chain, and we're going to give them a really simple task. We are going to say they want to go to the top of a hill and have a picnic. Now, I don't know if Dick and Jane are having this picnic to rekindle their old flame, or if Dick and Jane are having this picnic because they're escaping from a prison colony, or if Dick and Jane are going up on this hill because they're both exhibitionists and they totally want to get it on outside near a tree. I have no idea. It doesn't really matter. But here's Dick and here's Jane, and they want to have this picnic on top of this hill. Straightforward. No problem so far. A typical story construction would have them introduce the idea, hey, we should go have a picnic on top of this hill, plan for the picnic, acquire the uh, equipment for the picnic, talk about how excited they are, make an attempt to go up the hill, and ultimately get up the hill and have their picnic. That is basic story development. We all know this. This is not really a very thrilling example. But let's treat this in a more realistic way. Let's treat this in a more practical way. Let's bring in some extra steps that we know are there, but we seldom talk about them. Most of the time when we want to write a story with two characters going up a hill, we say to ourselves, man, that story is just too simple. It's going to be over too quick. It's not going to be interesting enough. It's not going to hold my reader's interest. I need to do something. I need to add more to it. So if this is my progression, introduce the idea, go get the stuff for the idea, get excited about the idea, go do the idea. I need to fill in the gaps here. So along the way, I'm going to add more steps. I'm not going to necessarily make the hill any bigger. I'm not going to suddenly put like a fire-breathing dragon between our people and the top of the hill. But I am going to add more things because I want the reader to stay engaged. I want them to keep reading book the book and I want them to keep turning pages. So if I put more things on more pages, they'll have more pages to turn and they'll be engaged. So in the course of our story, at numerous points along our story progression, Dick and Jane just start doing more stuff. 
They propose the idea for a picnic, but then we follow Jane to their terrible office job. And then we follow Dick to his terrible office job. And maybe they think about the picnic. Maybe they think about going up the hill. But by and large, we're mostly spending time with Dick and Jane in their terrible offices. And we're meeting all their little subordinate people, the little snivelly guy who's, you know, handles copy paper, the obnoxious boss that keeps hitting on Dick. We keep finding all these other things that aren't going up the hill and having a picnic, but they're in the story. So they must be important because we keep talking about them. But it gets worse because now we're out of the office job and we're back home and Dick and Jane are talking about how exciting it's going to be to go to the picnic and they realize that they need the equipment for the picnic. We're back on our story progression. Everything is doing great. This is going to be fine. We're back on track. But in the course of going to the grocery store, Jane realizes she also needs a new hat, not because she's going to wear this hat for her picnic, just because she needs a hat, because she wants a hat. Because the author has done excessive research into the nature of hats. And it's time for the author to show off how much they know about hats. So we end up in a circumstance where Jane takes Dick to the hat store. Or maybe Jane goes solo. Or worse, Jane grabs, I don't know, Susie. A completely different character we don't give a rat's ass about to go to the hat store. And we have Susie and Jane go to the hat store and meet Frank the hat guy who is such a cliche he's like one step away from screaming hey I'm walking here because Frank is from New York and his hats are from New York and it's important you know that and the only way we're going to communicate that Frank's hats are from New York is if he goes hey I'm walking here forget about it when he's trying to talk to you about hats but here we are in this scene with hats here we are learning all about felting here we are learning all about how big Jane's stupid head is here's hats Hats are important. We're talking about the history of hats. We're talking about whether we want hats with a bow and hats with a feather and, and a bowler and, and like a sharp hat and like a pimp hat or, or, a, or a fedora or a trilby or who the fuck cares. But we're here for this hat. We don't mention one damn word about Dick. We don't mention two damn words about the picnic. We certainly don't mention the hill. We just talk about hats because we're here in this moment with hats. Maybe we buy a hat, maybe we don't. Hey, forget about it, we're just walking here. It doesn't really matter, because once we're out of the hat store, before we even bought the items for the picnic or considered the hill, we are going in a completely different direction, because let's say we cut over to Dick, and Dick remembers that somebody at the office in that scene with his bad office job also mentioned that the thrilling series finale for a TV show Dick really loves is ending tonight, so he wants to make sure he sets up his DVR to record it. So we have a whole scene where Dick goes home, and Dick turns on his DVR, and Dick, not really DVRing a whole lot, but really wanting to get this done, you know, fucks around with his stupid controller, thinks he sets up the DVR, and then spends a lot of time, maybe even Dick has a flashback, a memory of this TV show and how much it meant to him, because years ago he watched the first season I don't care when. He watched the first season after he had his wisdom teeth out. And the show really touched him in a deep, meaningful way. And he's loved the show ever since through all its trials and tribulations. And of course, we're going to mention every last goddamn inch of this stupid TV show. No mention of the picnic. No mention of the hill. No mention of Jane. Susie can go fuck off. No idea where Frank the Hat Guy is. Doesn't really matter. Dick is over here having his own scene. But we're not done yet. 
because now we realize, hey, we do actually have to get back on track with the whole going to the picnic up the hill thing. So we go to the grocery store. But no, we can't just go to the grocery store. We can't just shop at the grocery store. We can't just push the cart up and down the aisles, take a few things. Oh, what about this? Oh, that'll be nice. What about this over here? And oh, we're having that too. No, 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 no. We can't do any shit like that. We need this to be interesting for our reader. So how are we going to do this? How are we going to make this compelling? Because otherwise it's just going to the grocery store. And that would be boring as fuck, even though our whole story is about going and having a picnic. That doesn't matter. What we're going to do is add complication. We're going to add complication to the grocery store because now the grocery store is under attack by aliens. There are UFOs circling our grocery store, shooting death rays into the freezer aisle and absolutely obliterating like five minor characters characters that Jane tangentially knows. We're going to spend a paragraph on each of them. Don't you worry. We are totally going to tell you all about Mrs. Sniggle Fritz, who just got vaporized over by the cream cheese. We are going to walk through all these characters, talk about the aliens. Now, it doesn't really matter if Dick and Jane realize they're the only two humans on the goddamn planet who could possibly stop these aliens. Doesn't matter, because now we've made the scene about the grocery store even more exciting. We've added aliens and death rays and dead old people by the cream cheese. And maybe, you know, Jane forgets that she has a hat from Frank the Hat Guy. Hey, forget about it. Jane totally did. So what we have instead is just a mess. Now we are nowhere near the picnic, even though we're sort of doing picnic-y adjacent things, but now it's all about the aliens. The good news is, though, once we're done grocery shopping, because of course Dick and Jane are still grocery shopping, ducking, dipping, and dodging all the different death rays from all the different aliens, of course when they're not grocery shopping, the aliens fly away. Why do the aliens fly away? Because the aliens were just there to make the grocery store more interesting. And we have to have an interesting grocery store. Nobody wants just a boring scene, even if your whole story is about having a picnic and buying food for that picnic is a pretty fundamental core instrument in developing the idea of a picnic. That doesn't matter. We had aliens. They fucked off. Now we're back on track. So we have introduced the idea of a picnic. We've had Dick and Jane talk about the picnic. We've had them buy the equipment for the picnic. Now what? Well, if we were just sort of telling the story, we'd put them on the hill and send them up to the picnic. And maybe, maybe this hill is a difficult climb. Maybe it's, I don't know, Everest or something. It requires a number of guides and oxygen tanks and fancy climbing equipment because, of course, the author did research about all the little interesting pieces of climbing equipment like grappling hooks and ice axes and uh, shoes and, uh, was it pitons? Pythons? Stakes and metal hooks and doodads and carabiners and tow ropes and hats and goggles and whatever the fuck else climbing gear you need chalk or is that just for free climbing it doesn't really matter the author's done all this research and you the reader need to know about it you absolutely need to know every last goddamn thing you could ever just in case after you're done reading this book you decide you want to climb hills but it's okay it's okay we detail this. We talk about the hill. We talk about the history of geology. We talk about the way this hill was formed millennia ago as this area was riven by glaciers. We talk about the way the landmass rises and falls. We talk about the way the volcanoes used to erupt and burble and how this flat plain suddenly grew grass. We talk about dinosaurs. We talk about fucking, I don't know, small mammals with too many toes and evolution because this hill at one point was tremendous and now it's just a hill. We make the hill feel material. Why? Because it's the hill Dick and Jane are going to climb, goddammit, and we have to have an interesting hill. It has to be an interesting story. So, of course, we embellish the shit out of this hill. 
And when we put Dick and Jane on this hill, picnic basket in tow. Oh, don't worry about the picnic basket. We just had one. Remember, we're trying to make this interesting. So we're cutting out the unimportant details and focusing only on the important ones. Because that's a thing a lot of writers do. And that's a sign of a good writer, isn't it? So here we are, Dick and Jane are on the hill, picnic basket in tow. They're looking up at the promised land. Their goal is within sight, the top of the hill, beneath the tree where they'll have their picnic or be exhibitionists or, I don't know, dance a dance or summon Satan or who knows what. They'll do something, right? That's our goal. That's our conflict. We got to get them up this hill. Now, look, look, let's have a moment here, you and me. We could absolutely put a fire-breathing dragon on this hill. We could put a giant mech. We could put, you know, put a portal to another dimension that they have to fight their way through. We could turn this thing into, I don't know, anything from Doom to, to Halo to, to, you know, anything. We could, we could do whatever. It's our fucking world. We can make this hill as easy or as complicated as possible. So long as it's interesting. We need it to be interesting. And in order for it to be interesting, you, the author, or I, the author, the author, whomever they might be, has to pad the living hell out of this thing. We already padded it a little bit with a history of geology and how rocks work. But now we're going to pad it even more because what should be an act with minimal challenge, climbing up a hill, because maybe our challenge was just organizing the picnic in the first place, but sure let's give the hill a little bit of a challenge we'll make it steep we'll make the path i don't know through some thick grass well lyme disease could be our challenge who knows who knows doesn't really matter but we'll put a challenge of moderate value in the way no big dragon no giant mech just you know something it's lots of loose rocks Jane could stumble. She might lose her hat if she remembered her hat from Frank the Hat Guy. Maybe she did, in fact, forget about it. I don't know. Doesn't really matter. But we need to get them up the hill. In most story contexts, we would focus on the effort it takes to go up the hill. We'd talk about how difficult it is, and we'd go to the character's perspective, not to follow their POV, not to suddenly turn this into a first-person, you know, snooze fest, but to talk about how the characters feel as they make an effort to go up this hill so that we could see as a reader that this matters to the character and going up the hill is what the, you know, the whole conflict is. So we have them labor up the hill. If we forget to send the characters up the hill because we just fast forward to, oh, we're having a picnic or we turn the hill into Everest and the picnic becomes unimportant because now it's all about the climb because, oh God, there's an avalanche on our hill. There's a rock slide. There's a mud slide. There's, you know, the great earth titan wakes from their slumber and, you know, shakes off this hill and, and tries to kill Dick and Jane, you know, forgetting their picnic entirely. All you've managed to do here is take the central conflict of the story and completely wipe it away. You don't want to do this, but there's that drive to be interesting. There's that push to be creative, to develop this idea. So we make it a little bit about the climb and a lot about what we're going to do at the top. Because if we keep talking about this picnic, then the climb must be important because we're talking about how big a deal the end goal is, which is the wrong thing to do, but we're doing it anyway because we've got to keep the reader on the hook.
And finally, finally, after earth titans and volcanoes and geology lessons and stumbling and losing our hat, hey, forget about it, and everything else in between, we reach the top of the picnic. We reach the hill. We sit beneath the tree and maybe for like two sentences, Dick and Jane have a picnic at the end. Dick and Jane enjoy the sunset, eat their picnic, and are very happy with themselves. The end. We've rushed to the ending. Why did we rush to the ending? The whole point of the story was to get to the picnic, to have the picnic, that the picnic was important to these characters. Why on earth would you spend such little time on the thing you kept saying was important? I don't know. I don't know. Maybe in the course of having this picnic, we flash back to Jane's harrowing years as a chef in a, in a Michelin restaurant where it was absolute just shit show. And she was traumatized by the number of people just browbeating her and harassing her and shaming her. And her, her, her anxiety is inflamed and her panic attacks rage on. And she's only calmed and soothed by Dick's reassuring presence that it's totally okay to use the wrong knife to spread cream cheese on her bagel. Who knows? Who knows? But the point is, the point of this whole story, now that we've accomplished it, now that we've reached the top of the summit, is that all these little things, the hat store, the aliens at the grocery store, the vaporized old lady by the cream cheese, the traumatic history during a picnic, Dick working his DVR, all those things are unnecessary, completely unnecessary. We can cut them from the story without issue. Because while they do accomplish things and the characters are doing things, they are not materially relevant to the story as a whole. If they didn't happen, we just pretended those pages weren't there, the story would move on just fine. The term for all those things that you can just fill with that are just taking up space and accomplishing nothing is called chuffa, C-H-U-F-F-A-H chuffa it means filler we don't want a lot of filler there is a difference between having something in your story because it's purposeful because it's advancing a subplot or a character arc or the main plot or it's adding complexity to the story in terms of other context like we're having a moment with dick and jane's parents who doubt their ability to go up the hill so we're, we're adding challenge or we're saying something about the picnic or the hill or the or them or whatever we we don't need these random like totally far out things like aliens or a hat store in order to make the picnic a big deal. You don't want chuffa. The way we can test for this, the way we can check for this, is if these scenes, if these events don't exist in our story, if they don't exist in our timeline, what are we losing? Other than the accomplishment of those things, are we losing valuable intel or understanding? Are we losing a deeper like we've explained a critical element here like we can't lose the going up the hill scene because that's how we have the picnic but that's a different narrative value than if we were just cutting the hat store because we don't really need a hat to go up to the picnic especially if the hat is forgotten in the course of going now i don't mean like jane loses the hat i mean the author forgets to write the hat chuffa happens when a writer is indecisive 
chuffa happens when a writer just wants to fill everything up, fill the space, say a lot to try and eat up time, to keep the reader engaged, to keep the reader hooked, to keep the reader reading as if we are delaying and stalling, which you as an author never want to get into the business of because it is always a losing proposition because some readers will catch on immediately and just skim and skip ahead until they find the hill or a tree or the word picnic or just the end and give up on your story. You don't want this. Now, sometimes when I talk about this stuff, people take it completely the wrong way and come to understand that what I'm saying is when you shape a story, you have to, if you have four points, you must only write those four points and write them to like the bare minimum razor sharpness. And that's not at all what I'm saying. You can have a side plot. You can have a B plot. You can have character arcs for your secondary characters. We can bring in Susie and her whateverness at the hat store. We just don't have to have her go to the hat store. She can just talk to Jane about whatever. And Jane can realize that going on this picnic is more important than Susie's horse shit. We can do things like that. The goal is not some kind of game show event where we have to accomplish something in the fewest number of steps. That's not what I'm saying here. What I'm saying here is when you have obvious filler that accomplishes zero things other than to just show off what you've done or take up space with no value, you can try to rationalize and justify that value. Well, I wrote it because I needed you to know I I totally did all my research about climbing equipment, but it doesn't help the story. And you could argue that not only does it not help the story, it just verifies that you wasted your time doing all this research on a thing that is not that critical. Yeah, if we wanted to make the mountain or the hill a big deal, it would help to know that they have climbing gear. But to dive in super deep, to really over-appreciate the, the quality of the rope or the nature of the manufacture of a carabiner, because you need to know, like, you're hoping the reader is somehow a fact checker, or that the reader is going to deeply comment, oh my god, oh my god, they said it had this many millimeters, no, really, they're one millimeter off, I cannot read this book anymore. Nobody's opinion worth considering. No human being is worth your time and space if that's their critical nitpick. How miserable must that person be that you said 12 and the real answer is 11.8 and they're going to bitch about it on the internet. Like, who gives a shit? Who the fuck cares? Whose life is made better by them trying to show you how smart they are because you were trying to show off how smart you are? Don't go overboard on research, but that is a different topic for a different day. The point is, with filler and chuffa, cut it. Even if you think you're losing something that is very precious to you, that you worked very hard on, if it doesn't necessarily help your story accomplish its plot, accomplish its subplot, develop its character arc, if it doesn't do one of those three things, what's it doing? Why is it here? And it can go. Cut chuffa wherever possible. Give that some thought, and I will talk to you next week.